Welcome to Zane Speaks Out, season two, episode number one on Monday, September 2nd, 2019. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Zane Speaks Out. Guys, I am so excited for season two of the podcast. I want to first thank you for listening and thank you for tuning in. Also, if you listened to even one episode of season one, it is greatly appreciated. 26 episodes later, we are now on to season two. I am so excited for season two as we have special guest after special guest lined up. I want to keep this short, but I want to give a brief introduction to what you can expect in season two. If you happened to read my latest social media post on Zane Speaks Out, then you will already know what we are going to be talking about. However, I did want to give this brief introduction. Okay, so season one was typically myself, minus I believe it was three episodes in which we had special guests. Most of the audio came from directly on YouTube, which was cut from my videos. I wanted to take it up to a new level for season two, and that is exactly what I did. I have special guest after special guest lined up. Now, I wanted this to be different than most podcasts. Most podcasts are scripted. They have scripted questions. People generally had an idea what was already being asked before the question was even being truly asked. This is going to be completely different. This is going to be raw. This is going to be uncut. And this is going to be straight up truth. I want you to imagine you walking into a Starbucks with a friend or a business associate who in which either owns a business or has high aspirations for themselves. You do not know much about them. However, that is the whole point in grabbing coffee. So you order your Starbucks, you sit down, and the conversation that ensues is exactly what season two of Zane Speaks Out is all about. Now, without further ado, I want to jump right into episode number one. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Please be sure to leave your comments down below. Please be sure to share this podcast. Without further ado, let's get started. Please welcome Evansville, Indiana's DeAndre Wilson. DeAndre, welcome. Thank you very much for joining today's episode. So why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Thank you for inviting me. Uh, this will be a fun podcast. I'm excited. I've been thinking about it all day. I love doing podcasts. Um, but about myself, I am 27. I live in Evansville, Indiana. Um, I own two businesses. Um, I am a, basically a serial entrepreneur. That's a new title that I've recently picked up by doing research. Um, I'm also a SCORE mentor here in Evansville where I help entrepreneurs get started and I help them either scale their business or uh, rethink their business plan. Um, on top of all of running both of my businesses, um, I also started a podcast tour and that's where I will reach out to different podcast hosts and or owners, uh, send them my bio and any other information I can send them to hopefully get on their podcast and uh, it's been a success. It's been going this, this full year. I'm hoping to end it soon so I don't have to worry about it and I can get on to doing some other stuff and then hopefully bring back the podcast in maybe 2021. Uh, we'll see how it goes. 
but uh, I think that, that that's it really for me. Thanks for having me again. I, I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. So for those of you guys that I'm sure most of you don't know DeAndre, at least on my side. So I became acquainted with DeAndre through a Facebook group known as Team Legacy in which previous guest Isaac Mashman started. Um, and instantly I was caught by DeAndre's like main like focal point that I thought thought saw was him and what is it? A, a tractor tire, correct? Yes, a large tractor tire, yes. And and I instantly became like very intrigued. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how that got started and what your whole goal is with that? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the, that's the perfect way for me to, to put that out there. I made my default picture on all my social media accounts, that picture. So, you know, what you said, it, it catches your eye, and then we can begin to have a conversation. For sure. Um. But that whole ordeal, which is my second business now, got started um, when my dad was battling stage four liver cancer. Oh, wow. Um, he was, yeah, yeah. He was uh, rolling that same tractor tire while he was going through chemo and battling cancer. Um, it was his way to keep going, keep fighting. Um, even when, when the doctors told him, hey, you may want to, Relax. He kept going. Um, That's incredible. That, that no, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, those that know my father and saw him go through that period know that he wasn't going to quit regardless. Uh, that tire kept him going. It kept him motivated. It gave the community which he rolled through hope. Um, and then after he passed, uh, that tire sat in the garage for about four years. Um, until I finally decided to pull it out about five months ago um, to keep that legacy going. Um, and I can say right now that I've gained so much community support, so much love. But that's, that's where it got started. That's, he put this in place. Um, you know, it sat, like I said, the, the tire sat in the garage for four years. And during that period, I weighed 235 pounds. I wasn't where I wanted to be mentally or physically or even financially. Um, my first business turntable was put on pause and I didn't really know, you know, how I was going to figure out the next move for turntable. So really that tire kind of got me on track to what I need to do. Um, so yeah, I roll it throughout the community um, to create community conversation, bring cancer awareness and overall fitness, but also there's a piece of that, that, that mental awareness. So, you know, whenever I'm stressed or um, I'm clogged mentally, I'll lay the tire down and I'll hit it with a sledgehammer about a hundred times. Wow. And I feel so much better. I feel so much clear. You know, I'm happy with myself. I'm happy mentally because I know that I have an escape place I can go to. Uh, and it just makes going after my goals and dreams that much easier now man that is that is incredible so two things off of that first off i i definitely know how cancer hits home i uh i lost my my grandfather to bone cancer um back uh -huh. in 2001 and he was kind of like my everything um as a kid yeah. growing up so I definitely, definitely understand cancer, and I've also lost a few other relatives to cancer as well. So first off, that's that's just absolutely incredible. I mean, that that 
if you were to die tomorrow, man, that is something you could be proud of. Like that is just so awesome yeah, to hear. Absolutely. I've had that conversation before with individuals and I, and I feel at age 27, I got my college degree, uh, my associate's degree. I started two businesses. If I was unfortunately to pass, I felt like I've I've done it. I feel like I've I've left a good legacy. Absolutely, man. You you should be so happy with that. Like, props to you straight up. Um, my my second question, based off of that, is so how is um do you are you raising money for cancer doing that? Do you make your own money doing that with um the the rolling of the tire? How's that work? So uh, the tire keep rolling campaigns LLC and um, a nonprofit. Um, is my physical sponsor, and I and I am in the process of setting up everything I need to raise money for um, local nonprofits, not just cancer-focused nonprofits. But I'm looking to I'm looking to adopt maybe 50 nonprofits, and if I can, I'm not the same 50, but just 50 in total. And if I can, um, then you know I'm satisfied with that. Um, but like I said, I'm going through the paperwork now and building all that stuff to where I'll be able to raise money for nonprofits. I'm working on the donor base as we speak. Uh, that's an interesting path I never thought I'd go down, but uh, I'm tackling that as we speak. Um, so the goal is is um, once a month I'll pick a local nonprofit. I'll raise money for that nonprofit. I'll pay myself a little bit from that, from my time my efforts and then they can have the rest wow that that is awesome man that that is that is so cool so where um is there like a um a website or a place where they can find more information about this so right now i just have um my facebook page keep rolling campaign and then my personal um social media is i kind of linked them all together okay one of the things i didn't want to do for the keep rolling campaign was to um come out with so much social media platforms first i wanted them to kind of grow organically so facebook is doing a fantastic job but i see that now i need to have an instagram and a website and i wanted to happen on its own so like i learned with turntable uh my brother and i started turntable it's a catering business we came out early with all the social media the website immediately i wanted to take a breather and just let those things come on their own um, I'm getting to a point now where I think a website is necessary and then maybe a few months on Instagram. Um, I don't think a Twitter would be quite necessary. I don't know, maybe just because, but definitely a website and Instagram would be next. Okay, awesome. Well, man, that, once again, just that is incredible. Um, well, we can get back to that if need be. Um, so I want to hear about your second business, which I, I've seen and heard from you is Turntable. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So a little bit about Turntable, Um, my brother and I started this business uh, five years ago, and we grew, took our time, Um, we were in college, we had no idea how to start a business, but we found some really good mentors along the way, and they helped us move into a positive direction uh, where we didn't feel stagnant or didn't get upset because they were always available to us. Um, So for the first three years of Turntable, Um, We went through entrepreneurship classes. Um, We built a strategic business plan, a marketing task plan, different menus, 
uh, I, I would say that first three years we really went through the, the trenches like any entrepreneur would. Um, year four, we gave $3,000 worth of food for free to do market research. Wow. If anyone comes, thank you, thank you, yeah. If anyone comes to Evansville, they'll understand, like, the food culture, it's not the best, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's, like it's fair. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I've lived here my whole life or I'm in the industry. Like, I see, like, we have potential to have a really good food culture here, but as of now, it's, it's fair. It's okay. Um, but in that market research, we wanted to figure out what people like and dislike, what people are willing to try. And what we learned are people are open to a lot of different food profiles, which is good, which, which is definitely needed. Um, there are some with a lot of pushback that were like, and eh, we like our steak and potatoes, we're going to keep going with that. And that's fine, too. Mm-hmm. Um, year five of Turntable. Uh, we were actually catering. We were we were in business. It was seven months of back to back, day to day. The struggle is real work. Um, we saw a profit very early in the game. I know that's not really heard of, but the reason why we did is because our overhead was so low. We were able to to do that. I know the standard is you know three to five years, maybe seven Absolutely. years, but. Um, I think because we had a strategic business plan and we built a community first around us, it, it, it helped in that process. So uh, Turntable was very successful and it told of five years it, it existed. Uh, we're on pause now, unfortunately, because we need to find a, a commercial kitchen so we can ramp back up. Um, it's kind of a good problem to have. I was about to say that. Yeah, that's a great problem to have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we were scaling the business up. The issue is those spaces here in Evansville sort of exist. It just depends. So uh, there's hurdles with that. Uh, but, I mean, every day is a new day, and, and we're getting closer to a new kitchen, I feel like. And, uh, you know, soon I'll be, you know, running two businesses at one time trying to make it work. But, you know, I'm ready for the challenge. Man, yeah, absolutely. I, I think as as business owners, whether you are or you aren't one, it's like, you know, so many people, it's hard because you really don't, you know, you don't always have that constant stream of income, but it's that drive to not only obtain that, but I feel like it's, um, the challenge is what, like, where we get like our highs, like as business owners, like that challenge is what brings it, you know, that brings the fun to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And I, yeah. And as a score mentor, you know, my job is to, you know, you talk about that, that steady flow of income, well, can we adjust the business model so that you stay relevant in your market and you have that constant flow? Is that an option? So I propose that, you know, a lot of times I question the business a lot. Can we change the business model for these next three months, become adaptable, and then flourish? So, oh, okay. you know, those are questions that we have to ask yourself. Yeah, no, absolutely. That That's that's a great way to, to really look at it. Um, Okay, so... I've got to ask you, you've got two businesses. Um, so when and why did you decide, like, when was your turning point where you, did you ever work a nine to five? When was it that you're like, you know what, I need to do this. I want to do this. Um, you know, when, when was that? And why was that? 
Yeah, so I've worked, I mean, at one point in my professional career, I had like four, maybe five jobs at one time. Oh, wow. Um, hustler, hustler. You're not kidding. Trying to make it happen. Yeah, really trying to really learn a lot within the hospitality okay. industry, really trying to do a lot in the culinary arts industry as well. We're trying to submerge myself. Um, but what I realized is that um, in my community, one of the reasons why I really, why Jeff and I wanted to start Turntable was we noticed in our community that it's a food desert. And we wanted to offer a diverse range of food in our community, and we did just that, uh, which you know we're so proud of. Um, and I would say that's for Jeff and I as a team, but for me individually, I was tired of the same old, same old. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. And then also, you know, being an African-American male in in a very, um, how would I describe Evansville, someone that's never been here? I mean, Evansville is still very much segregated in a way. And professionally, I felt like I was running in circles. I wasn't getting to that next level when I already had enough years of experience on top of an associate's degree with enough certification, I feel like I still wasn't getting that opportunity. So I created my own avenue, turntable. Man, I love that. And it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And it's so interesting that those same employers are now like, hey, we see what you do. Would you mind coming back and doing that for us, especially on the marketing side? And every time I'm like, yeah, but now you're going to have to pay me almost triple what you were paying me when I worked for you the first time. Absolutely. Work for your value, not your time. Yeah, absolutely. Because I can bring you, you know, five, maybe, oh gosh, maybe a hundred likes a week. I can keep you consistent and relevant on social media, but you're going to pay for that. Absolutely, man. That's kind of the same thing that that I do on my side is, you know, keeping businesses consistent. But uh, I know a lot of problems that I have is like I go in and show businesses like what I can do digital media, social media wise. And so many of them are interested. And then, you know, you go to tell them a price and, you know, like perfect example, I went into a business, a restaurant, um, which I typically don't like doing restaurants very much because they don't seem to have the budget um, but I went in maybe a month ago, very, very interested. Oh, yeah, we love that. We get to talk in price, and this girl was like, so what could you do for $100 a month? And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> I, no, that, not that, happening. That was borderline disrespectful. Exactly. Like, really and truly. No, absolutely. And, you know, I'm sitting there like, oh, yeah, I'll post, um, you know, I can post per day. You know, we'll, we'll get your niche hashtags. You know, we'll do some video work for you. You know, really, you know, really put your business out there so people know about it. You know, we'll market out to your niche. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, what can you do for $100, $100, you know, $100. And I'm thinking, you know, originally, you know, maybe like $100 per week, which is still absolute really not any. That's only 400 bucks a month. Like, that's not, you know, that's way yeah. low for me. But you know, just the thought of that, I'm like, okay, we're on complete different pages here, and literally, yeah. just that was it. <laughs> so I get that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Restaurant industry. So there's two things that all restaurants and catering companies need: that's a decent marketing budget and a sales team. Absolutely. And that's what help. 
Yeah, and, that, and that's what helped Turntable to be so successful is because Jeff, who's my brother, see, he's the head chef. And so he would be in the kitchen working working the product, creating the product. You know, he didn't have to stop to answer emails or a social media message or something. He could continue with the product because that was my job to reply on Instagram or Twitter or emails or be in the community uh, uh, selling the business. You know, one of the statistics I read on Business Insider was 33% of catering business comes from a caterer being in the room. And I, when I saw that, I said, okay, let me test it. And I kid you not, oh my gosh, he's a caterer, let's just talk to him. And, and it, the business was just falling right then in my lap. Wow. And that, that statistic, I think, I think is true. I would probably, I'd probably challenge, maybe because the market I'm in, I would probably go and say maybe 30%, not too far off. But maybe it's because of the market I'm in. And that, that's a crazy but statistic. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And that sounds like um, great, great teamwork between you and your partner there with really, you know, looking at the results and things of the such like that and making it work for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing, that the, the key is staying in your lane. So I wouldn't dare go and tell Jeff, hey, this doesn't taste right. Now, he, if he asked me, Yes, I'm going to give him my honest opinion. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't dare just walk up, you know, grab a spoon and taste it and be like, uh-uh, Jeff, this isn't, this isn't right. Jeff has enough experience to know that what, what looks good, what tastes good, what smells good. And if he's going through something emotional, yeah, you know, something, something impacted his day, but he's got to go into work. And we know how that, we know how that is throughout the day. Then he'll probably ask for help, and we know how to, you know, really work with each other. But mainly, we're staying in our lane. You know, if I have to plan an event, Jeff's gonna be like, okay, he's gonna get all the tablecloths and the, the cutlery and the napkins. I don't have to worry about that. That's what he's gonna do. He's gonna go make sure um, that we have business. Don't worry about that. And, and you know, sometimes I'm just chilling. You know, because there are easy days, and sometimes there are very hard days. He may respond to an Instagram post. There's nothing wrong with it, but he knows his lane, and I know my lane. And that, that's that's awesome. It sounds like great teamwork for sure. And it sounds like Turntable itself, like as a business, from going back to day one with you guys, it sounds like the idea is the perfect business. Like, uh, you know, when 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 you hear about like the prototypical business, you think of identify the problem and solve it and that sounds like exactly what you guys did you found a problem which was that evansville is like a desert when it comes to food and then you yeah. solved it and yeah. the success is right there and i feel like that goes like with um, you know people like elon musk where they find that problem they identify it and then they attack it and that that's awesome i mean that's business 101 right there so that that's just great for you guys yeah yeah that, that's that's exactly what we did um and it and turntable, you know, is definitely more than just food at this point. It's a brand. That's awesome. For like, sure. People get excited when we come. And that's what we want. We want you to be excited. That's that's it. You're happy, we're happy. Absolutely. And that that's awesome in every way. I think that, you know, when you can not only have a successful business but excite people and put smiles on people's faces as well that for sure makes it worth it even when you have your bad days i'm sure that's what keeps you going yes 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 to see those smiles the sharing their happiness uh there's on our on our instagram page there is a guy that said 
uh, Jeff's food tastes like a kiss from God. That right there, that's that motivation that we need to keep going. Absolutely, that that's that's so cool. Shout out to that guy. That that that's definitely a business owner's dream right there. So, um, you mentioned your Instagram. Where can they find you on Instagram? So, um, you can connect with me on Turntable. So it's Turntable LLC. If you want to go that route, or my personal uh, DeAndre D Wilson. I respond to both of them. Uh, either one you want to reach out to is fine. Uh, Twitter, DeAndre D Wilson. LinkedIn, Facebook, just DeAndre Wilson. You'll know it's me because every picture is me with the the tire. Okay, awesome. So um, I want to ask for any aspiring entrepreneurs, business owners, or business in general, whether you work a nine-to-five and you're like a GM or something like that, what is the biggest piece of advice? If you could give one piece of advice that every single person in the world would listen to, what would that be? That's a really good question. I would say on your lunch break, work out for at least 30 minutes a day. Okay. All right. I I want people to take their health a thousand times more serious than what they currently do. Okay. I'm sure that absolutely because then that, that leads to happiness of yourself, which then leads to more productivity and more confidence and I'm sure overall success yeah. in the workplace. Yeah, more yeah, more than likely you can eat and work at the same time, but you probably couldn't work out and do your job at the same time. So, you know, on your lunch break, you know, push up, sit ups, curls, ten pound dumbbells right by your desk, something. 30 minutes a day, something. That's awesome. I that I like that. That's a great tip. That's the first time I've ever heard somebody use that tip. So that, that's really good. So um, I know you mentioned you were at like 230-ish pounds. So are you down now to that? Or are you trying to lose more weight? Or what are you at now? Are you like a weight loss type goal for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started at 235. And then I went to 213. I weighed myself last week. I'm at 210. Wow. So I'm going to... Thank you, thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to maybe I don't know 190, 185. We'll see. I don't know. Um, I think I think the fat has been piled on for so long. It's gonna take so long to get it off, mm-hmm. which is okay. I will I'll do it. I'll be I'll be patient. But uh, we'll we'll see about 180, 185. Man, that would be that. That's that's a hell of a goal, and I love people who set goals like that and then try to achieve them, even when they don't work out. You know, it's it's definitely something to have a goal and go after that goal. Which sounds like your whole life has been kind of that. Like you set a goal and you go after it and you achieve it. So much luck um, on that journey there for you. Man, thank you, thank you, and you'll see it every step of the way. Everyone will see it every step of the way that follows me because I post literally everything. Um, so you, everyone will be able to see the journey. Awesome. Well, DeAndre, do you have anything else that you'd like to put out there or anything anybody else would want to know? Um, for the entrepreneurs that, you know, are starting a business, I would say really have a strategic business plan. So when you go to an investor or an angel investor, um, you got the answers. Especially if you don't have the experience, um, you, you should definitely have the answers. Um, as well as fitness, we we should spend at least thirty minutes a day curling, push up, sit up, something, running in place, do, doing yoga, stand on your head with a pillow underneath you, something. Those would be the two bits I, I would leave for someone. 
Okay, awesome. And I'm going to end it with this. What is one random fact about you that you have not mentioned today? One random fact that I haven't mentioned today. It could be um, anything. Anything. I would say I love naps. I All think right. a little too much than the average person. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes you need it. That, I, I noticed myself, like, I used to hate naps because, like, I would just feel like, oh, I need to be up working. But it's crazy because when you're tired, your productivity goes so down. But then when you take a nap and you wake yeah. up, you're like, wow, like I feel great. So I get that. Yeah, man, take a take a give give me an hour nap, and I'll give you I'll give you twenty thirteen and eight. <laughs> Just give me an hour nap, and then on top of that, I've I've drink I've been drinking beetroot juice. I think that's what it's called, and it, it increases your stamina by sixteen percent. Oh, wow. So I still like I feel like I've been going a little harder lately. I like you know like I'm really doing it. It's like it's helped. All right. Well, that's 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 good to know. I might try that myself. Um, okay. Well, DeAndre, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm sure everybody would love your story. Uh, down below, let us know. Um, well, please reach out to DeAndre first off. Check out his socials. We obviously mentioned everything in this podcast. Leave your comments down below if you have any questions for DeAndre. I'm sure he would look love to answer them. And thank you guys. Yeah, thank you once again for coming on. And um, I hope, wish you the best of luck in your journey as you continue onward. Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me. You'll definitely be seeing every step of the way. You know, we follow each other on everything now. So you'll see it. Absolutely, man. That's what I like to hear. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. That is it. Episode number one is over. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please leave your comments down below. Share this podcast, and I will see you right back here on Thursday for the next episode, episode number two with Thomas Andrew. Cannot wait to see you there. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Peace out, and remember, you create your own story.